listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am Samael. Welcome to episode 81. Spill your beans. What? Why'd you spill your beans? What? Yeah, we're uh, going to be talking all about bean spilling and water and seagulls and masturbation. What? No, not all at once, though. <laughs> but Why not? <laughs> well... We're going to tell you why not, because we're going to be talking about The Lighthouse, and uh, it's it's quite the film, and there's a lot to it, so we're going to be talking about it in our review segment uh, just a little bit later on in the episode, but we're glad you guys could join us. Uh, Halloween has come and gone by the time you're listening to it. It's actually tomorrow for us, but we hope that you all had a good Halloween and we're really excited to be moving on with this episode because we saw the movie over the weekend, uh, and it's it's a wild ride. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. As always, though, we do have to start off by giving a shout-out to our gracious host network, Sports Radio Detroit. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And SportsRadioDetroit.com. Just look up Sports Radio Detroit. SRD, that's SRD, Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio. Yeah, get it right. So, on with the show, we are going to begin with what's been going on in the world of horror. And uh, there's been quite a lot of developments, uh, actually, a lot of new project announcements, which is always a good thing. Usually it's remakes and shit, but there's actually some cool original stuff coming out. The first uh, is pretty interesting, and you said that you like this one, so why don't you lead off with it? Yeah, Inferno. So, um, let me uh, let me give you. It's basically aliens, okay? <laughs> yeah. Something extraterrestrial is going on. So, it's it's here's the summary: the hunt for a killer puts a main character face to face with a humanoid beast who will stop at nothing to exterminate the one witness to the crime that he's investigating. So, uh. Taylor Klitsch is going to be the main character, and he's going to play a cop who's investigating a, some murder in the New Mexico desert. There's nothing suspicious. Mm. But then the FBI shows up, so he starts to get paranoid, like, yo, why are they here if this is just a murder? So something has to be going on. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a pretty cool mystery to it. And uh, the important bit here, in my opinion, is that this is uh, being directed by Neil Blomkamp, who you may know did uh, Elysium, and I think he did Chappie and District 9, which uh, District 9 I actually thought was a fantastic movie. I really liked it. You know, um, I guess it kind of had some of those horror elements, but it was really kind of like a sci-fi movie, but he does that really well. Uh, this one I'm expecting to do pretty well too. Taylor Kitsch is okay. I don't have like uh, a grand opinion of him yeah the same i don't really yeah but the the setting seems cool the premise seems cool i always like movies set in the desert i feel like i like humanoids and aliens so yeah 
So I don't know, this should be a pretty cool one. Uh, there's not much more information, but we will keep you guys posted if there is. Uh, it really just says that production is going to kick off in early 2020. So you can expect probably like a late 2020 or early 2021 release, most likely. Still excited for Invisible Man. Yeah, me too, actually. I'm, I'm really excited. But there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Out of everything we've read, besides like Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, I'm most excited for Invisible Man. That's the thing I'm yeah. looking forward to the most. I'm just interested to see how they like adapt the story, you know, but this is pretty cool too. The premise is a lot better, but this next yeah. one is actually just as interesting, honestly. Yeah, so this next uh, announcement comes to us from the director of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, Christopher Landon, who is reportedly deep into production on a new horror movie for Blumhouse, uh, which we don't have a title for yet, but uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's about uh, a girl who discovers that she swapped bodies with a deranged serial killer and has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. I don't know if you saw this. Vince Vaughn is going to be in this movie. Yeah, the the cast, honestly, right now is this really is solid. sweet. Uh, so Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, joins Vince Vaughn. Also... Celeste O'Connor, Katie Finneran, and a couple other people. So Misha Oshirovich from Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, actually. The, the premise sounds pretty cool. I'm getting kind of like a slasher vibe to it. You it's kind of got... It's literally reminding me of kind of like Happy Death Day with this yeah. whole like something supernatural or maybe not is going on, and it's a slasher, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was another like body-shifting... A horror movie recently called Life Changer, which I haven't seen, but uh, also was like about some crazy guy who swaps bodies with people or something. I don't know, but uh, so this one could have kind of those same vibes. I guess we'll see exactly what happens with the plot when it's you know more fleshed out and once we kind of understand what's going on. But yeah, the the cast seems sweet. I like Helen Ruck uh, too. He's the guy in the top picture here from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I. I guess other than Vince Vaughn, he's like the biggest name in this movie. So I just far. haven't seen Vince Vaughn in a movie in so long. He's uh, he's been in some like kind of indie I know stuff he, recently. I, I know he did the Psycho remake, which I did not like. I liked him. I didn't like the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't believe Vince Vaughn as. Uh, I didn't either. As as uh, what's his name either? Yeah, no. Uh, he was in uh, Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine, which was apparently very good, and it was actually like a really uh, serious role. So he's been doing, he's kind of doing like the Robert Pattinson thing where he's doing some more like indie kind of stuff, which is cool because he's kind of showing his acting chops. I think that's the best way to go, honestly. He's probably just made enough money off of like Wedding Crashers and all that shit for him to just chill out yes. for a minute and like just take on more serious acting roles. See, that's how you could tell who are the great actors, the ones who have like a passion for it because mm -hmm. they want to star in independent films. They want to help out these independent filmmakers and like show them like, yo, I'm not just some big hollywood goofball yeah yeah because i mean my opinion of him has definitely changed i usually wasn't like a huge fan of vince vaughn because he was just doing like the naughty comedy stuff more or less but um yeah he, he's really become uh pretty proficient in acting so i'm excited for that and um kind of like nicholas cage recently too you know he's been doing yeah. a lot of like weird stuff and horror stuff and so. he's got another one coming on the way i'm surprised you didn't yeah. announce that one yeah i know we could only fit so many things in here but he's gonna be in some new movie fighting animatronic 
fucking dolls or I don't know some something like that called um what is it Wally's Wastelander? Yeah, I think something so. like that. So I mean that's cool, <laughs> you know. Fuck it, dude. The independent route's the way to go. I mean that's where shit's popping right yeah. now. There's in Hollywood is just the same cookie cutter bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, be on the lookout for this one when when we have like a title at least. You know, we'll let you guys know. It'd be pretty cool. Um, and finally, I was actually pretty excited for this too. I don't know how I feel. I think I like 2009, 2010 started this whole craze, and now that it's ten years later and we're still making these movies, it's it's. I think this whole decade of like supernatural shit's gonna die out just like the decade of slasher movies. Okay. Well, I guess we're gonna see. I mean, I think people have already started to kind of consider them cliche, but it really just depends on the movie you know but basically uh the creators of the conjuring franchise uh or the writers rather chad and carrie hayes uh, are going to be uh, making a new horror film franchise based on the infamous haunted house the lalori mansion which i believe is in new orleans uh and new orleans new orleans so uh, this is pretty cool i mean you know it's another haunted house thing See, that's the thing, you know, like, you can have a good movie, but eventually, like, the setting and everything kind of becomes stale. There's only so much that you can do within, you know, like, uh, a modern, like, fancy big house, you know. I think the only three, uh, five, (laughs) like, haunted house movies you should watch are Sinister, Insidious, Possession, The Conjuring, and Hereditary. Like, those are, like, my top five holy grail movies so okay we'll see how this one compares to that yeah we'll see i mean the lore is interesting enough if you're not familiar with it uh there was a woman madame lalori who lived in this mansion and apparently like uh kept and i think killed slaves and did all kinds of crazy shit she had like passageways in her house on the third floor and like rooms where she just like kept bodies and you know stuff like that apparently it's very haunted it's closed off to the public but um i guess that these guys are hopefully going to be able to actually go into the house or the mansion and either write in there or actually film some stuff in there which would be pretty cool you know because i like exploring these like supposed haunted houses and uh being able to see inside one that you know isn't really like available to the public would be pretty cool i think so yeah know? it'd be a good like horror movie setting so i just don't want it to be like super cliche because yeah la llorona was super bad yeah and so was literally like annabelle comes home was a little different it wasn't your stereotypical haunted house movie it was just really you know I- an isolated kind of thing that yeah. just happened in one day so i don't know which direction they're gonna take it and i'm all for bringing in like obscure supernatural entities instead of like Oh no, haunted house! Oh, it's a demon! Like movies like fucking the Bye Bye Man, and yeah, all that shit, and like Slender Man. But if, but do it right this time, because Slender Man is the biggest piece of junk I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, true. the The thing is with this one that they've announced a franchise, meaning that they're going to be at least planning on making multiple movies. So you do have to wonder, like, if the one location is going to get stale. First of all, which I think is very possible. Um, you know assuming that it's all going to take place at the lalori mansion and then just kind of what they're able to do with it you know like sure one thing might be like a modern day haunting and then you can set it up with a prequel that shows madame lalori 
and then what are you going to do after that? Are you just going to show other like random events or I don't know. So it, there's there's a lot of potential for failure with this one. Oh yeah. But you know, if they do it right and they don't do it too cliched and just jump scares everywhere, I think it could be okay. I think that's what it's going to be. And, and I think it's going to depend on uh who the directors are too. So but, <laughs> if it's James Wan, jump scares galore. <laughs> yeah, probably. I guess we'll see. You know, it's Bloomhouse, so Let's move on to a few trailers here, and then we're going to jump into our review. The first uh, I was actually really excited about, and we mentioned this uh, series in the news pretty recently, but uh, there is a new Dracula adaptation coming out from uh, the BBC, actually, uh, with the writers from Sherlock. I did watch Sherlock. I really enjoyed it, uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with Dracula, and there's a teaser trailer out now. And honestly, I, I am pretty excited for it. It looks really good. The guy who's playing Dracula, don't know who it is, but he looks yeah. to be doing a fantastic Place, job. Place bang. I, like I said, I want Morgan Freeman to play Dracula, but, you know, this will do. <laughs> yeah, you're a crazy bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I do think that the trailer looks pretty good. It looks like it has that, you know, dark, gothic vibe to it. Which That's what I like. It's very important with Dracula. The cinematography was kind of erratic for me, though. Like yeah. it seemed like a uh, like big scale like woman in black slash Shutter Island type cinematography. Yeah. Like there was a lot of like camera movement instead of like focusing on a big shot of the castle. The camera was panning around the dude as he was like walking up to the steps, and I was mm-hmm. just like, "Jeez, man, just give us a yeah. just give us a like stationary shot." You know what I mean? I, yeah. Unfortunately, like a lot of modern it's like Lord of the Rings TV. TV is just you got to keep people interested, you know. So those the, that kind of cinematography is just inevitable but i didn't really find that it was too bad in sherlock no no so you know and and again this is just a teaser trailer so it's usually going to move a little bit more quickly but um i i do know what you mean i think it's really going to just depend on you know how it is in the, in the actual show i think so i think it's probably going to be a bit more toned down just because like the the whole dracula uh story in general is a bit you know more paced considering like that they travel all over the world usually and all that shit so yeah the first three episodes is probably not even going to be like at dracula's castle i don't know usually it starts off at the castle pretty much so i hope they kind of keep that same general structure but you know just flesh it out but uh we'll see i mean the visuals in my opinion did look pretty good yeah the acting did look pretty solid and there was some cool looking uh practical effects makeup and, and special effects too honestly looked not too you know digitized or anything so mostly i'm excited for the acting because dracula does look pretty sweet and you know just like the overall imagery yeah the imagery so. is really what did it for me i like the setting too yeah which is why like you know uh i still prefer modernized movies over these but like you always have to revisit some like old gothic setting mm-hmm. like nosferatu or castle freak or something like that like yeah. it's always good to or even fucking army of darkness if you want to which take the modern slash old school fusion <laughs> yeah which you know they are doing a, a new castle freak uh, movie as well but and they're doing new evil dead yeah but uh no this one i am excited about and it's going to be set in 1897 you know in, in victorian london so that's always exciting so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this one man it's coming out uh late 2019 early 2020 is uh what's expected so actually pretty soon and it's gonna be three 90 minute episodes this next one though i feel like 
I mean, now I understand how people from the 80s felt when, like, in, like, the early 2000s, like, movies would be remade. Like, yeah. I mean, why are they remaking The Grudge again? I know, yeah. We've, we've talked about this, so, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this. All I'm going to say is that... Um, the trailer looked dope. The, the trailer looked pretty good. I mean, it does seem like it's going to have some of those jump scares. But, again, with the pacing of the trailer, you don't you never know. John Cho, I'm actually really excited for because he's been killing it lately. If you haven't seen Searching with him, he's amazing awesome. in that movie. Uh, I so, just call him Harold. <laughs> yeah, he basically is. But I'm really glad that he's also been taking on these more serious roles. I think he actually is going to be one of the best parts of The Grudge. That's my main reason and I want to go see it because same. I like the original with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, what's her name is going to be in this movie? She played Elise in Insidious. Oh yeah, Lynn Shay. Yeah, Lynn Shay. I was <laughs> lately. She's just been doing like the crazy screaming old woman. That's roles, what she, but she did in uh, that new that new movie, Wish Upon. Yeah. She or the final wish was it? I think the final wish. Yeah, I think the final. Wish. Yeah, she was in that, and she played like a really. It's weird seeing her not in that Insidious character, that yeah, nice, smart old lady. Instead, she's just a screaming crazy bat. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, she does it pretty well, though, so, like, and for the grudge, I guess it makes sense, but it does seem like uh, we're going to see uh, Kayako, right, in this one, but we don't really see much of, like, the little boy or or the meowing or any of that, so <laughs> it seems like they're going to, you know, deviate a little bit, but I did hear something that this movie is supposed to be set in the same universe as the 2004 remake, so... I don't know if that's actually true or not. Let us know. So we don't know if this is a remake or a tie-in. Like, I don't know. Or if it's a sequel that's just called the same thing because it's 20 years later. Yeah, I really... Wasn't there three... We'll see. How many modern grudges were there? There was the grudge and the grudge too, right? I think so. I think actually of the Japanese one, I think there's like three or something. I'm talking about the remakes. But the remakes, I, yeah, I think it's just one and two. I'm not sure. And I guess they didn't want to call this one three because of, like, how how late it is. Yeah. Just like they didn't want to call Halloween 2018, like, Halloween 2. Yeah. Because <laughs> then there would be three Halloween 2. Uh, it's, it, it gets really confusing, but, you know, check the trailer out. A lot of people are divided on it. You think it looks pretty good. I think it looks okay, um, but I'm still a little worried. But it's coming out January 3rd, 2020 in theaters, so I'm sure that we're going to get on it and we're going to find out if it actually is good or not. Now this next one uh, is relevant to The Grudge because it comes from the uh, creator of The Grudge, Takashi Shimizu. This one looks and, wild. Yeah, he's I don't got even know what's going on. on. I don't even know what's going on in this trailer. Yeah, unfortunately there's no subtitles in the trailer, but he's got a new movie coming out called Howling Village. It's just a village of like people just just supernatural shit. I don't know how to explain it. Everyone's like possessed. There's people that are like distorting themselves and breaking their bones and like Yeah. I, I guess it's about um this Japanese like folktale about this village that's been uh closed off to the rest of the world through some like tunnel or something like that. And supposedly if you try to access it, you get uh like chased down by um, a village full of people like wielding axes or something like that. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, so I think the, the movie is kind of based off that and it follows this woman who discovers this tunnel and um, I'm assuming the village. 
So that that's about all we know. You know, the rest of the trailer is just all in Japanese, so um, don't know don't know much more. But apparently, it's coming out February seventh, twenty twenty, in Japan, and I'm assuming the rest of the world after that. But we'll see uh, if we get any more information on that. We'll be sure to keep you guys posted. But uh, we've taken long enough on the news, guys. We're gonna move on to our main segment. But first, uh, just stick around. We've got a few uh, messages from some other SRD shows, and then we'll be back with more Grave Discussions. All right, Fred. So the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. Want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've I've Googled some keywords, and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So, so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah, uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that podcasts are available or we'll kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast brand new every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Radio Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. And welcome back, ye landlubberin' fiends. No. <laughs> uh, we're back here, and in the main segment, we are going to be talking about the new Robert Eggers film, The Lighthouse. So we've known about this one for a while. This was one of our uh, highly anticipated horror films coming out this year. And it's finally time to talk about it. First thing I think uh, that is important, is this actually a horror film? And should people come into expecting that? Uh, I would say experimental psychological drama. Okay. I mean, I, I here's the thing. I... I'll call it a horror film, but it's really kind of a mishmash of genres, you know, like just, I, just like Antichrist. Yeah, it's I, just like a dramatic, psychedelic horror movie. Yeah, kind of like Hereditary, oh. kind of like you know those movies. Like, yeah. I think it's fine to discuss it in in terms of horror and you know in, in those circles and whatnot, but it really has a lot going on. And uh, you know, given kind of the the state of this movie, we're not gonna really give any like major spoilers away really not going to talk about too much of you know certain things that kind of happen in the movie but there is a lot going on in this movie it is kind of a metaphorical film and uh, it does have a purpose it is based on something but if you guys want to know about that you can check out the imdb trivia there's a lot of actually really interesting stuff and reading about all of this actually made me appreciate this movie a lot more honestly because you can just tell immediately that Robert Eggers just put a lot of thought and passion like behind this movie, which I think makes it even better. And you can tell when you watch the movie that, um, you know, there's a lot of like spirit behind its production. The only thing that really uh, can distinguish this movie from actual like black and white films is the cinematography, because I think the cinematography is like, super modern you didn't see all these complicated shots in like these 1940s and 30s Mm -hmm. and 50s films and i think the cinematography was like 
a notch above modern cinematography, I would say. Like, it was shot extremely well. Uh, it had, like, the whole, like, just, this, just the, the, the atmosphere of it made it seem like there was an ominous presence amongst these two men at the lighthouse. Yeah, so it really just focuses on these two guys, uh, played by Robert Pattinson uh, as Ephraim Winslow and Willem Dafoe as Thomas Wake. There are actually um, more cast to this film, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, and I guess if you count the sequels as well, you know, they were kind of uh, a part of this movie. They had names too. They did. Uh, you know, they were actually trained seagulls uh, that were rescued and... So, yeah, it, that, it's actually a really interesting kind of tidbit. but Lady, Tramp, and Johnny. Yeah, pretty interesting. So that, that's kind of in the trivia if you guys want to check that out. But I do love that there was a lot of practicality to this movie. Um, you know, it was actually set on this kind of like peninsula jutting out of, I believe, uh, like Nova Scotia or something, like somewhere over there in Canada. And, you know, the movie, due to it being filmed on like authentic black and white 35 millimeter film uh you know they they really had to use a lot of lighting but it didn't really allow for all this like big cgi or anything like that and they filmed there they filmed in real weather conditions for the most part so the crew was out there in storms and rain and all that shit so but it has this really authentic feel to it it does yeah which i really liked um, although apparently, fun fact, they did build the the set of the lighthouse itself. Oh yeah, and um, the interiors were mainly a separate location uh, that they made to kind of like imitate the lighthouse because it would have just been like too cramped inside that building, I guess, or something. But yeah, lots of really interesting tidbits. Like you can tell th that there was a lot of love behind this movie, and they really took their time to like research things and like craft these sets and and all of this. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Like this, and it's a wild movie, man. Yeah. Uh, I think the movie was shot fantastically. I think the acting was like the best mm -hmm. acting I've seen this year so far. I think so too. I mean, when you just. Willem Dafoe kills it. I'm sorry, Robert Pattinson, but what well, Robert Pattinson did amazing, but Willem Dafoe is just like, he is something else, bro. That guy is like one of the greatest actors to ever exist. I don't care what anyone says, period. After seeing Antichrist, I thought he was, and now this, it's just fucking wild. I guess that he uh, really kind of isolated himself uh, during, like, the pre-production of this movie and, you know, pra yeah. practicing his role and everything. On set, though, he would hang out with everyone else, like, mm -hmm. eat lunch with them, and then on set is where, where Pattinson would distance himself from everyone. Yeah, until he was, like, actually in the scene he i guess he did some crazy shit like you know actually there before the shots and everything so it's kind of interesting he would like stick his fingers down his throat and stuff like that yeah it was i don't know i mean hey anything to get the performance i guess but no they're two really dedicated guys and the film itself is really just about them as these lighthouse keepers uh living in isolation during like what a four-week stay or something like that and then it gets prolonged due to weather conditions mm -hmm. but you know, just given that premise alone, uh, it's really important that the acting is phenomenal because you really only have these two guys to rely on. And, you know, it is kind of like a character study and it helps that these guys had uh, a good relationship as people, you know, on set too. 
and I think that definitely shows. And I I think they just did a fantastic job. The movie itself really kind of focuses on the madness that develops. So as the movie goes on, they slowly kind of like unravel, and the acting becomes a lot more intense, like, sporadic, <laughs> and just yeah, fucking crazy. And yeah, I think they both really knocked it out of the park. And I believe that uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be nominated for the Best Actor Oscar. So holy shit for this one. And I mean, I think it's fair. I don't know if he's going to win, but he's fantastic. I hope Defoe gets nominated for uh, supporting actor at least, because I, I I don't know. I it's hard it's hard for me to say, but he had like a really good monologue in this movie that was just phenomenal. Apparently, he didn't blink for like two minutes or something. When he was like cursing that. his when he was yeah, cursing out yeah. Pattinson. Yeah, it was. I don't know, man. It was just wild. Dude, my favorite part. How long have we been on this rock? Yeah, five weeks, three days. So I guess let's talk about that really briefly. Like, do the accents, uh, up, like, obstruct too much? Hell no. Okay. Willem Dafoe's accent is what made this movie. Yeah. He was, he he stole the show, period. Willem Dafoe, period. He did. No, he, it was great. Uh, I guess he was supposed to have, like, this, uh, like, Atlantic, like, sailor accent, like, old-time yeah, sailor accent. Pattinson had, like, a really specific main accent. Yeah. It was really, I mean, I, I don't know those dialects, of course, you know, personally, but I believe that, hey, they both sounded like, like sailors and, and fishermen or whatever. And uh, I, I still was able to understand pretty much everything of what they were saying. You know, there was a lot of criticism with uh, The Witch where the accents were just too, like, you know, indistinguishable, right? And you couldn't really tell what people were saying. And that definitely can detract from your experience with a movie. I don't think that was the case with this one too much. I think it was like pretty clear what they were saying for the most part, or at the very least, you could tell kind of what they were trying to say and you could kind of feel it in my opinion. So they did a, I mean, with their like body language and everything was phenomenal too. So, uh, I think that helped a lot, but yeah, I, I don't really think that that was like a hindrance at all. And the rest, it just made sense. Like, it, they had to have those accents because the rest of the movie was framed so perfectly in uh, just, I don't want to say realism because there were a lot of surreal parts to this movie. Well, it was like part of the hallucinatory experience for being isolated for so long. It caused like a psychotic breakdown of both the characters. But I think Willem Dafoe's character was psychotic before this all started. You know, the whole being naked and feeling the warmth of the light from the lighthouse. I think yeah. that's... That's uh that's the main reason like why he was doing that. I think the uh they were stuck on this cold ass island and he was just being stingy with that light cuz that was really mm-hmm. kind of like their only like form of at least heat and that's why he would get like completely butt ass naked <laughs> and then just I, stand at the light. I think uh I think that it shows the like them devolving really well. And somebody online said that there was like little to no plot in this movie. And that's just not true. I mean, the movie really is following their kind of mental journey. Yeah. And yeah, shit like that. And, and all the like everything uh, Robert Pattinson's character went through. I mean, it gradually just got worse until it hit a breaking point. And so there was definitely a plot. Yeah. I don't understand how you can watch this and say there's no plot. Yeah. Fucking dude. There's two dudes and they're stranded on an island. Mm. And they're going crazy because they're alcoholics. Yeah. And they only deal with each other. Robert Pattinson dealing with this totalitarian, like, know-it-all sailor character. And then Willem Dafoe's character dealing with this shithead kid who's a murderer, technically. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, on on the uh, surface, 
they're presented to be two completely different people. But as the movie kind of progresses, you learn things. I don't want to say too much, you know, because uh, they're actually based off of something. Yeah, that actually happened. And that too, and something else that Robert Eggers was kind of inspired by uh, with their characters specifically. But yeah, we don't want to get too much into that for risk of spoilers. But, you know, there is a reason behind this film there is a purpose behind like what the characters are doing and why they act the way that they act so i i think it progresses along beautifully the pacing is good i guess there are a few parts in the movie that you know kind of the the general audience might like think is pretty slow i i guess i kind of agree kind of like the day-to-day sort of meanderings of uh them working on the lighthouse I, it's interesting i just but- I, I disagree with whoever says that shit took too long look this is a movie, right? But mm. there is... It's like 90% realism, 10% yeah. hallucinations and psychotic breaks, and then, like, the rest of it's just to add ambiance, like the, why mm. just spill your beans? Like, yeah. this is how it progresses. Guys doing shit day-to-day like like they normally would in real life. Like, this is how real life would go. I know you're watching a movie, but it has to maintain some sort of realism. It's just two people living out their day normally, day-to-day, and then shit just starts going crazy. Just like Halloween. Like, look at Halloween. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, it's just Laurie Strode and her friends having a normal day, coming back from school, and then all of a sudden they're being stalked. And they're still living out their normal day. Nothing mm-hmm. over the top. Hey, let's go, you know, fucking fly. Like, it's not going to happen, bro. It's yeah. it, it unfolds. It starts regularly, like a regular person's day would unfold, all these movies. And then it unfolds into madness eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. It has to have, like certain realism same thing with hereditary same thing with uh, all of these movies that are based upon something that can happen in real life mm-hmm. unlike doesn't happen with like you know stephen king's it and the whole movie just preachy we got to work together against this mm-hmm. clown like these movies are like like halloween and the lighthouse it's like you're just going about your day and then something happens like it's yeah. real but you know even from the beginning of the movie it does establish that ambiance it does establish that atmosphere you get that um really incredible black and white stock that imagery imagery in this movie is just phenomenal you know you get everything from the that foghorn sound of the lighthouse which is constant and droning and i could see how hearing that shit every day would make somebody go insane uh you know you've got the clouds the 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 waves of the ocean rolling in and everything dude every single element of this movie just screams like old-timey you know seafaring tale and it's just uh it's beautifully crafted and the sound design is phenomenal pretty much everything about this movie is enjoyable yes it is an art house film and yes it's got kind of like a hidden meaning more or less but just as a film i think you can definitely enjoy its beauty you know it's not super erratic like you were saying before about the cinematography it's all deliberate but it's it's, it's super sophisticated in advance, you know, like they knew what they were doing. They picked every shot purposely, you know, and yeah, it was just a really well done film. Yeah, this is definitely uh, in my top five movies of 2019. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with the placement right now because, you know, we had Midsummer, we yeah. had Haunt. Yeah, Haunt, Haunt was good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. We I had mean, Us, we had Escape Room. Yeah, I... I don't know, man. I do think I really like The Lighthouse. I do, uh, too. I'm, I guess I'm definitely drawn to these kind of movies more often. You know, like, there were horror elements in this movie, 
but it wasn't like the scariest movie no, no but was... just like if you give yourself into the experience it was like it was like really like just disturbing film the visuals you know? the 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 hallucinatory stuff all of that is what made it really a horror yeah and the the ambiance and yeah. and the setting the isolated setting like mm. i mean you don't you don't get too many movies like this you know it's just the thing like robert eggers had this idea he had a passion for it he went out he found this fucking lonely little island basically he built a set there he persevered robert pattinson ate mud and and all that shit that you know has been reported on this movie just has a lot of passion dedication behind it and i think that definitely shows through i think it's it's great it might be my number one movie of the year who knows i mean i think that the the end of the year list uh episode is going to be really interesting still got three more months so got a bunch of movies coming out two got, more months got dr sleep next week uh which we will be talking about uh i don't want to go too much more on the lighthouse but uh, i did really like this movie though again kind of with the witch it being kind of an art house film i do see how it's not everybody's taste and i think it will be very divisive i think that you know a good chunk of people will probably find this movie too boring or whatever but uh, I just think there's a lot in this movie to unpack. I'm still thinking about it to this day. Same. Um, you know, and yeah, I just thought it was a beautiful film. So it was weird. It was definitely a crazy movie, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I felt like like I shouldn't be watching it while I was watching it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just that foghorn and the ambiance is what did it. Honestly, like made me super paranoid. Mm. But like overall, like it was a ten out of ten movie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Yeah. I don't really care what anyone says. I I think it was phenomenal. No, it was really good. Congrats, Robert Eggers. We had a, a few people actually uh, give this movie an ovation at the theater. And I do think if you are planning on going to see it still, check it out in the theater if you can while it's out. Because especially with like the sound design, I think that has to be experienced in, like at the cinema. You know? Um, so, yeah, definitely go check this one out, guys. And... Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode. It's either going to be Dr. Sleep or uh, something else, but um, you know we're going to be here as always. Let us know what you guys think about uh, The Lighthouse, if you've seen it, and any other, other stuff that we've talked about on today's episode by hitting us up on our social media, Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions, and Twitter at GraveDiscSRD. And you can also check out our website, GraveDiscussions.net, where we've always got the newest episodes and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff on there so make sure you tune in next week though where we will be discussing i don't know but just tune in and then the week after that and the next week and the next week and next week on grave discussions <laughs>